This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Today I'm talking to Sylvina DeVita. She's a designer and paper artist and she runs her online business, My Paper Cut Forest conversation not just about what paper art is because I'll be honest I didn't know we also spoke about how she is the Etsy team captain for Brighton and what that entails and we also spoke a lot about shopping small and supporting local businesses so I hope you find this conversation as interesting as I did when I was recording it um really hope you enjoy it love to know what you think and now I'd like to introduce you to Sylvina so hi Sylvina thank you so much for being here oh thank you for inviting me Oh, you're so welcome. So I'm really delighted we got to speak today. I was just saying before we recorded, I'm so impressed with, you know, the products that you create. Um, so if we can please get started by you just giving us introductions to yourself, your business and what it is you create and sell, please. Yes. Uh, so my name is Silvina De Vista uh, and I'm a designer and a paper artist and I um, run a business online that is called My Paper Cut Forest. Um, what I do is quite niche, <laughs> it's, it's weird to describe, but uh, basically in a nutshell will be um, miniatures, so like keepsakes, miniatures for events like anniversaries or, you know, a little gift, a memento just to remember someone. Um, and in general, yeah, they're all like mini paper sculptures. Um, I do other sizes, but, you know, the miniatures are they're quite kind of unique. And as well, I do a lot of craft kits and um, echo paper seed cards that you can plant and give you um, flowers. Uh, and, yeah, and the craft kits that you can just then do uh, a lot of paper sculptures at home, basically. <laughs> That's amazing. And I was saying to you earlier, I've never seen anyone who does quite what you do so I would love to know how did you get into paper craft right um yeah you still, I mean it's a long kind of path I've been doing this for now around 10 11 years um and it really came from a place of necessity to be honest uh I'm a graphic designer um and I work as a graphic designer for many many years for big massive companies uh, and as well agencies and as a freelancer and it got to the point that working all the time in the computer uh, I just 
you know, I just need a break. And I, I just realized how much I needed to work with my hands. Um, and the thing was uh, that I thought, okay, how can I just get, uh, you, you know, what I love and my passion and, and my illustrations into a 3D? Because, you know, it was very hard just to get out of the digital world, really. So then basically I started just to do illustrations and cutting them in paper as a 2D, like in boxes. So my very first work were like silhouettes as in boxes, like a 2D work, you know, work. And it could be like from, you know, I started making that for friends who were getting married. Uh, you know, for example, there were like two people on a bicycle and their names and the date. And, and they were like floating on a background. And then uh, people were like, oh, that's really nice. Um, would you do one for me? So it all came like by kind of by chance. And then I thought, okay, someone said, oh, why don't you open an Etsy shop? And I had no idea what I was doing. The photography was terrible, but I thought, okay, let's just give it a go. Um, when I just realized I really enjoyed that, I just actually um, get myself a studio um, in very near to where I was living in London then. And I thought, okay, I will just try to get one day or try two days a week just to do this and develop maybe more designs, more ideas. And basically, I just realized that it was making me really happy just to work with my hands. So, um, and then after, then I hit her postnatal depression and that really, really helped me just to get off that uh, hole. Uh, so, so, so yeah, it just, um, I'm kind of really pleased of, of this kind of need of, changing the career but not really changing because at the same time it's kind of you know what I what I'm trained just to do you know as a designer yeah thank you for explaining all of that and how long ago was it that you started your Etsy store so I studied in 2012 so next year will be 10 years so nine years the Etsy Etsy shop and oh my god it's been such a brilliant experience um so when I started just to sell on it, see, I was selling on them under my name. Uh, my name is a Latin name who, in general, not many people can pronounce correctly, you know. So then I was just trying just to say, okay, my shop is called Silvina de Vita. Oh, yeah, good luck to you just to get you found. <laughs> so then uh, it took me a while just to realize that uh, selling under my own name was not working. And um, and it was just really hard. Uh, so then four years ago, four years ago, yes, I, I just realized that I need just to rebrand. So I just thought of it for a long, long, long time. What, you know, what can, you know, what can I be the name? What can I be the name? And, and I just decided to go to my paper cut forest um, first because, well, of course, paper cuts. So it's, it's a part of the SEO in, in, the, in the brand. But as well, I thought, okay, how can I put my name into my brand? So um, in Latin, Silvina, that's my name, means from the forest, from the woods. So I thought, okay, that's brilliant. And if I can just put forest in my brand, then I'm kind of there <laughs> in some point. So then I just decided just to go there. And the logo are three trees, which are my three children. Um, so basically, I, I thought that go better in terms of uh, an English speaking country but as well just putting a little bit of um of me <laughs> in that name too yeah absolutely and thank you for sharing all of that and did um rebranding make a difference for you absolutely absolutely 
Um, I think he, he was just more, um, he summed nicely and as well, um, it, it was so, for me, it was just kind of perfect. I was so happy with it when I just got to the, you know, I mean, I, I put a lot of thought into the, the logo on that, but it was just happy just to realize that, you know, it was better for the SEO. It just sounded nicely. It really kind of goes with my values and my family values, you know, we're really outdoorsy family. We spend a lot of time, you know, camping and outdoors and in the woods and in the, you know, so actually kind of makes sense that your brand as well, you know, reflects a little bit of you, you know. Um, and then, of course, in, in other stuff, you know, I realized a lot of important thing on photography. There was a long journey that, um, you know, you learn, you learn all the time. But I'm always super grateful from the, you know, very first sale to, to everything, to develop different um, products and things. And um, so, yeah. You know, it's good just to to get to that realization, but it's never late just to change the you know your name. If if you have a name of your brand, you're not happy with it. I mean, I did it, and and that was fine. You know. Yeah, thank you for that. And you know, I never thought about the fact that actually having a name that maybe people can't always spell correctly makes it harder for them to find you in the first place. I never actually considered that when choosing a name, and that does make total sense. Absolutely. Um. I mean. It, it was just to me, you know, always thought, oh, well, you put your name. But because my, my name is, is really very, very Latin, Italian, you know, um, it's kind of, um, then you get into a model, you know, okay, you spell it like this, like this and this. And to be honest, I spent, I think, half, half of my life correcting people about my name, like, no, it's not Silvana, no, it's not Irina, no, it's not Silvia. So imagine, you know, if I just, um, you know, I'm in a meeting, and they say, oh, what's your, you know, what's your shop name? Like, no one could catch it. And I, I just realized that, yeah, from one that, of course, I love my name and I'm very proud of it. In terms of SEO, if, in terms of practicality, you know, if you are in an English-speaking country, it has just to be, you know, um, easy to find. And I just thought that, if, if as well, it's part of the SEO, you know, put the paper cut there, paper, you know, just the, actually the word of what you do. It will help you as well just to be found on Etsy, which is an absolutely massive search engine. So if you can just do that to help yourself, it's just kind of like you're being your own friend. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. That's such good advice. I've never heard that before, but it's such good, sensible advice. Thank you. So I'm thinking thinking that when you started on Etsy sort of nine years ago, was it relatively new then? What, Etsy? Etsy as, what Etsy, Etsy as a platform and what you do, I guess. I think perhaps both were, were f- um, relatively new. Uh, I think um, I think Etsy has been around for a long, long time, actually. Um, if I am right to think, it was, it was founded in 2005. So wow. I think it's been around something like 17 years, no, 16 years, 17 years. Um, so uh, it's, you know, it's a massive, massive uh, company that uh, I think is, you know, quite new in terms of awareness here in the UK, but actually in the US is a massive, um, uh, you know, platform just to sell. Um, when, when, I, when I opened, actually, the funny thing, I, it was mainly all US customers and um, 
and European. And I think something, I think not on the high street is around 16 years or 15 years as well. So I think in this country, um, not on the high street was more predominant, more than Etsy. But, uh, but it's just, yeah, it's been around for a long time. And yeah, when I studied, not many people was just working with paper in the way um, that I started working. Um, but then, of course, it, it got popular, which is, I mean, it was a lovely thing to do, as, to be honest. It's a, it's a very nice, mindful craft. So I'm very happy that people can just use it to, you know, to, to get out of anxiety or just to help just to quiet the mind. Um, so I, I can see more of, a, of, you know, it's getting a little bit more popular right now. Yeah, no, thank you for explaining that, because in my mind, Etsy hadn't been around as long, but I wonder if that's because it's just been in the more recent years that it's become more popular in the UK. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's the awareness, absolutely. I think it's been establishing, yeah, from 2005, but it's the awareness in this country. I think it's been a bit uh, new, so like, let's say a few years. Um, but in the, yeah, in the US, it's, there are shops that they're mainly you know they, they their salaries all Etsy so you can definitely make you know your salary just selling on Etsy for sure you know it's, it's huge well that's interesting and I think it is exactly what you said because I think 10 years ago if I was looking for something a bit niche or something personalized for example I would have gone to not on the high street whereas yeah. now if I was looking for that same product I would go to Etsy yeah oh I think both platforms are phenomenal, you know, not on the high street, it's a brilliant, brilliant platform. Uh, but basically, yeah, the awareness in, in here in the UK was more about uh, not on the high street because, of course, you know, it, it was actually focused on UK uh, sellers and, and makers and artists. And so, so it made kind of sense, you know, when actually Etsy is worldwide. I mean, now, I think two years ago, they put a massive focus on India. So they opened at the India so it's kind of really really huge you know um it's huge in Germany and and and, and France and Canada and the US like absolutely huge but basically they are opening more and more offices all over the world so it's making a little bit more aware in in other countries right now Okay, and how easy, because I, I genuinely don't know this, I mean, can you as a UK Etsy seller, can you sell in all of those other marketplaces? Does that happen by default or is that something you have to actually do? No, it happens by default. I mean, basically anyone can sell to absolutely every country. Um, you can, if you don't want to do that, then basically you deselect the, the option of shipping and then that's it. Um, you know, that's kind of an obvious thing that you do those. Um, country if you don't choose the shipping cost you know like when you do the, your shipping um, profile but basically what happened is that unfortunately due to Brexit this year uh, it's been really really difficult uh, just to trade to European countries so you you can see um, for, the, for the last I don't know let's say since January February um, the you know the selling it, in terms of sales for the Europe um, countries are quite low in comparison to how they used to be other years. But, you know, actually anyone can sell anywhere. So this is this is kind of a thing with Etsy. I think it's, it's kind of, um, 
it's kind of a window to the world, to be honest. You have no idea who's watching and who's looking. And you have to think that people who already go to Etsy, they have like the wallets out, they have the wallets in the hand. So they're, they're there ready to spend. Uh, so it's actually to me, I always just say that it's always a good tip just to spend the time on your Etsy shop because uh, people is already there, you know, one click away just to purchase. They're there for shopping. So, um, so yeah, it's just brilliant just to work on your on your tags and search uh, terms. So basically, you just get into the search of that category, for example. Thank you. That's really that's really really good advice. Thank you so much. I hadn't actually thought about the fact that you get so much reach because on lots of other marketplaces, it's almost the default is you sell in your own country, and then if you want to sell in other countries, that's like an add-on. Um, but I didn't really think about that that Etsy has such huge reach. That is fantastic. Before we talk a little bit more about Etsy, I did um just want to touch on. So I know you sell on Etsy and on not on the high street. How um would you say the two compare? And is there are there certain products in your opinion that are better? from one than the other do you have any thoughts on that um, I uh, I'm quite new to not on the high street I mean they're only what a year and a half and I absolutely love the platform and funny enough I studied last year when actually just before the lockdown so to me um, it was quite I mean a great um, a great platform just to be in and as well yes it is different audiences for sure um, before that my one of my main earners was Etsy and I had uh, more international customers I mean I had a lot of orders from the US all over the years and um, but I will say that not on the high street loves personalized items um, and all my main uh, sellers in not on the high street are personalized um, items and and sculptures and little little domes, um, which I do have uh, some on Etsy, but um, I think um, predominantly more personalized or not on the high street, I would say. But in general, um, with this Christmas time, I mean, they both are really, really good, you know, um, for, for like Christmas present, like seasonal, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing, both platforms, I would say. Thank you. So I know that you're um, the Etsy team captain for Brighton. Can you just talk a little bit about um, what that means and so, um, so what, that, what that role is, what it means and why you decided to take that on? Oh, um, yeah, I, I love community, to be honest. I'm, I'm really, really passionate about the work of community and get together and how a group of people really, really can make a, a huge change. Um, I think that I, I was always like this. This is just not like new from now um, or for Etsy, really. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I've, I've always been liking kind of like that kind of scout uh, leader, you know, with, with more, you know, when I was around 15, 16, I was leader of the nine-year-old and, we, you know, things like that. So I always wanted love just the community group and the kind of teaching side of it. And... The same when I finished my, my design degree, I spent four years teaching in the University of Buenos Aires before coming here to England. So I really do believe in like education and and that, you know, good, good education can change the world really. So um, in terms of, uh, of Brighton Etsy team, um, Brighton is such a fab, phenomenal space for artists and makers. 
Um, and when I move, um, I move and I had my third child here and I got, again, postnatal depression. Uh, it was an amazing team. And they really helped me just to not only just to make friends, just to get my feet in the ground in a new city. Uh, they helped you just to get, you know, your head around um, things and shops. And they were amazing. They were absolutely wonderful. So when when the, the team decided just to step down, they stepped down as a team, I thought, you know what? And they gave me so much that I wanted to give back. Um, so um, so I just put the application of like, oh, you know, be part of the, of the team. And, and yeah, I will, now the new team is um, me and five other, four other team leaders. So we're five in the team. And um, it was just that, you know, to all of us, we wanted just to give back. Uh, just to help other makers that are just, just starting or artists that they are just amazing but they don't know how just to you know sell the stuff or um how just to you know kind of do merchandise or actually you know do face you know i don't know from a painting just to a greeting card so basically we're helping them um basically for free i mean we they they don't pay us etsy doesn't pay us so we are, you know, absolutely um, doing this because we, we love doing it. Yeah. Uh, just helping the community here in local. And uh, Etsy does have this, they call teams. All over the country, you can find a team that can help you. Um, and they put events as well. So we put events for Christmas, but when we used to have like a real person event or a craft party. So um, this, this program that Etsy have about teams, is fantastic because whatever you change in the platform, we teams are informed. So we can inform our members, you know, say things change in the SEO or things like that. Um, and actually they do um, help us in terms of uh, funding just to do these kind of events when it was like the Christmas market at the very end of the year. So I think it's, been, it's fantastic that you have this community around in your local area that can just, with people, you know, like you that they're trying just to make a living as a small business and as well for questions right like oh how do i do this even technical things so it's just lovely we used to do get in person every month for a coffee morning um and yeah it was just a lovely thing just to do uh, in terms of meeting new friends and as well um you know some of the artists and freelance work on their own so it's an, a very nice um, excuse just to get together with other people um, every now and then and just share, you know, all the up and downs of working, you know, as a freelance and on your own. That sounds fantastic. Thank you for explaining all of that because I know we have lots of Etsy sellers who listen. So I guess anyone who isn't already connected with their local team can go and, and find one. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely do. You know, like there's teams all over the country so you can find one that is near to the local area. And right now that we couldn't do in person, uh, we can do Zoom as well. So you can just join uh, Zoom meetings as well. So and, and there's a lot of like on social media. So, you know, it's always nice to have someone out there can have your back, you know. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because I think there's just so much like it's such a steep learning curve, isn't it? Or getting started on any marketplace or or any yeah. your running of your business. There's just so much to do. And so having people to help guide you through it, particularly at the beginning, is, yeah. is wonderful. And then it's obviously great as well for you who you've been doing this for a long time to be able to help other people that are getting started. I just think that's oh, just wonderful I, I for really everyone. Think that, oh, yeah, I just think in life. 
really, if you give, it gives back to you. I, I honestly think that I always feel that I get more out of it in terms of all the friends that I made and all the amazing people that I, I have so met, so much talent here, you know, so many people that I, I met. Uh, and it's because of, of the, you know, of just being in the team. So I, I really think it's just, you know, it's a win-win situation. And, and you can always help others, as you say, like you, someone help you and, and, and then you will help, you want us to give back. So yeah, it's a, it's a lovely thing. So yes, do go and join an Etsy team, whatever you are. <laughs> Oh, thank you. And so this probably sounds like a, a, a good space to, to just ask you, so do you have any sort of top tips for doing well on Etsy? Um, what are some of the things that when a, a new seller sort of joined your team, what are some of the things that you would talk to them about? Well, um, I, you know, I, I think that's everything. If you put the time, if you put something, it will give you back. So I open my Etsy shop every single day and I check the listings that are expired and renew them. And uh, before I renew them, I check that all the tags are complete, that all the, you know, all the title is still good and relevant. And I just check the photos that they're all there between, you know, six to 10 photos uh, that they're good. Uh, so basically I, I just pay attention and I check. So I would just say top tips will be just to kind of check everything, complete your about section, complete your policies, um, check that your delivery uh, profiles are correct so you don't lose money on, on, the, on the shipping costs. Um, and basically try things, you know, if you have a lot of stock around, just run a sale, you know, Etsy love a sale. When you put a coupon or a sale, it will boost you, it will boost, um, in, in the search engine, as well if you have a new um, a new product, uh, they, they boost that automatically when you just have a new listing. And just try things. If you don't know if, um, you know, you have an idea and, and you don't know if it's going to sell, I always straight away put it on Etsy because it's a good way just to know if that product will do well or not. Um, and another top tip for me that I, it was like a discovery is that actually invest in photography, invest the time and take good photos. And if you feel that you're not good at taking photos, just do pay a photographer. And to me, it make a massive, massive difference when I invested on my photos um, just to send to a photographer. And that was just incredible, the change. And um, I used to think, oh, you know, whatever is fine, this, and I just didn't realize um, in any e-commerce the importance of a good picture because they cannot see they cannot see the product, you know, particularly if it's overseas. Um, but if you have good photos and you can show them, you know, the size and the materials and you know how it's done, um, it's just it's just your 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 you know fifty percent of the job is done. You know, you're 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 showing the best of it. And now, particularly as well, Etsy is allowing videos. It's just great. You can actually show process, how it's made. You can just show, I don't know, for example, let's say you have a vintage shop. With videos, you can show if that vintage uh, clothes or piece has imperfections. So, so, you know, it's just there for you. So the, the thing is, if you complete everything, if you do on the videos, if you complete your bio section, you put photos, you talk about you. I think it's just um, you're making a real connection with the seller, um, sorry, with the buyer. And um, 
And those connections last, you know. I, I, I have clients that they've been buying from me again and again for the past eight, eight years. And it's just incredible. I can't believe, you know, that they're still here. I always, you know, remember them. I remember the name. I just, you know, a little note in every, a, li a little handwritten note, you know. Just those little things which I think make you memorable, you know. Um, so, yeah, that will be my, my top tip. <laughs> tip. Yeah. That's really good advice. Thank you so much. I didn't actually know you could put videos on Etsy. Is that something relatively new? Yeah, it started last year. So it's very, very new. I have to be honest. I, I have, it's not something I've actually seen on any listings yet as a customer. So I'm going to look forward to starting to see some because you're right. It's when you're selling online, it's, you made such a good point about photography and about the videos in that there's only so much that words can do because you don't want the hassle of getting something it's not right you have to send it back or if it's personalized you you can't do that so you have to be confident that what you're buying is what you're after and so I think photos as you say are just amazing way of just you as the customer get such a good idea of what you're going to expect so if the mm. if the if the images were poor personally I would think well if the images aren't good maybe the product isn't so good mm. Mm. And and sometimes it's really not a reflection. It's a reflection that maybe you didn't have you didn't have the money then. You know, to me was that I didn't have the money then, and I I, I didn't understand the importance, isn't it? And then I think once you do click, when you're like as you say, you know, you're drawn to the beautiful picture. So in a in a in a search engine that is all about three million products shouting at you, which are you going to, to click on? If you think in that way, you know, like you have so many competitions, so many things in Etsy that they're there just to, you know, buy me, buy me. <laughs> Which one are you going just to click? You're going just to click to the photo that draws your attention. So I think it's actually, uh, you know, and, and again, to me, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm guilty here. I, I, it was very late to discover this, you know, just I, I, I thought, I put all the time and effort just to design more original things, more new things. And I just didn't realize that, you know, maybe if I shown my person in a better light, in a better way, they would just sell better. And once I, I, I you know, I realized that, I mean, I, uh, Holly Tucker always says that about like photography, she was just very photographer. And I just thought, oh my God, maybe she's right. And she absolutely was, you know, because as soon as I saw my product, when, when I got my first batch of photography from, from my photographer, I was like, oh my goodness, how I didn't saw this before, you know? And it was like a light bulb moment for me. So I think you get all the time these traps that you think, oh, well, I'm not there yet, good just to invest. But actually, that money investment on a photographer, it will come to you 10 times, just 10 times. So do invest, you know, doing two things in getting your products, like unique things, you know, like in, in putting your brain into unique things that are, you know, don't copy, just do your own, you know, your own unique thing and actually persevere because uniqueness is what actually is going just to separate you from everyone who's copying, you know, the rest. And as well invest on on photos, you know. Um, so I, you know, I have just to say that I'm, I'm you know, myself personally, I'm quite guilty just to realizing that. Uh, and now I'm really advocate of like investing your photos. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so thank you for sharing that. But I think it's one of those things that may, that's, can seem quite obvious with hindsight, but you don't know what you don't know. I was talking to mm. somebody yesterday and she was talking about how she had a realization a bit later on that, that creating your, she's a maker and she was saying she had a realization that creating your products is only like a small piece of it. You actually have to put in a lot of work to actually, and she spoke about how she was happily making, 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 and wasn't spending anywhere near as much time on selling, you know, making sure the pictures were nice and all the other things that come in, you know, come into actually selling your product. And while it can seem really obvious, I also think, particularly if you love the making part and that's, you know, you're in it because you enjoy doing it, I guess it can be easy to, to not to, to maybe just underestimate exactly what else is required, especially if you have Absolutely, a brilliant yeah. product. It's, yeah, if you have a great product, you're so happy, you're happy with it, you love it, it's really, you know, you know, it's really good. I think it still can be easy to underestimate what you have to do to actually sell it to people and get it for them to find it in the first place. Absolutely. You are 100% right. And I think what happened was last year, right? Last year, let's say you are, you know, you sell a mason at first or in open houses. Brilliant. Great. So you never needed just to do a photo because, you know, you go in person and people just see the product there holding their hands and see such an amazing product. And then that's it. But what happened last year? Last year, everything went, you know, feet up, right? Everything changing in a whirlwind. And then you realize, oh, okay, if that was my main earner. What, what do I do? You know, so then basically just, you know, realizing that there are other ways that, um, because I completely get your point. Yes, I love making. This is my favorite bit. My favorite bit is just designing new things, try and error, all the process, and actually, once it's done to the photographer, I'm bored. That's it. It's finished. I wanted to do the new thing, right? But that's you're completely right. That's the ten percent of the thing. Then it's, the photography is just the listings. Is doing a wholesale catalog. Is thinking about a planning and your financial about costs. It's massive, you know. And that's what I think is just running your own business. You know, yes, the fun bit. It's as you say, making. I, I love making. I love making. I love, you know, designing new things and, and doing prototypes is my favorite thing. But without the financial plan, without the cost, without checking and doing my, I don't know, my wholesale catalog and, and, you know, approaching new shops, then that's the other part of the business that, you know, if, if you wanted to make a profitable business, you have to, to as well um, take take care of that part too. Um, so I'm yeah, a hundred percent agree with you, Vicky. What you just yeah, you just say. Thank you so much for that, Sylvina. And um, when you, was, I'm going to change the subject a little bit now, if that's okay. So when yeah. you were talking, then you were talking about wholesale. So um, and I know that you sell your products. Is it? Am I right in thinking it's mostly local retailers that you sell your products to? Um, well, um, uh, I last year I was selling the National Trust and in the Welcome Collection, um, and and other retailers. Really, some I I I think I have. Well, no, I have things in the Netherlands as well. So actually, I'm you know I have I have my stuff in a lot of shops at the moment. Well, I mean before COVID, uh, but it was yeah around around I don't know 15, 16, 17 shops. Uh, here in the UK and, and in other parts of, of the world, really. But um, 
yeah but absolutely i i first um contacted and um, i started with a lot of local shops uh, because i really think local is, is very important yeah Thank you. And I guess that's kind of what the, the, the next topic I was trying to get us on to, actually, with that little segue there was that I know that you do feel really strongly about shopping small and shopping locally. I've seen you speak about that before. So I wondered if we could just talk about a little bit of that now, please. Yeah, I just um, I, I think it's just the same with the community Um, the shopping small and shop local is so absolutely important. Because not, you're not only supporting, you know, that, I don't know, that sale for that independent shop means a new boiler, right? New shoes for your child, you know, means, it means I don't know, fixing the roof. It's just so important. And, and I know we get sometimes in the convenience of Amazon, but to be honest, Amazon doesn't need, you know, any more money. Thank you, Jeff. You're fine, you know, when actually if you are investing in, you know, your local bookshop, uh, you're actually really putting your money and, you know, as uh, Holy, Holy Tether always say, vote with your money. And I think that vote with your money is quite a really important thing. And um, you are, um, you know, supporting that bookshop and and that shop or that coffee shop that you love to go with your friends when you're in town and if you just stop doing that that means um you know that shop has to stay closed I was just really really sad last year with everything that happened with retail but it broke my heart that you're going back to Brighton when when everything started opening and see so many shops that they just couldn't make it you know but of course you understand why you know you have to pay rent and things like that so it's the same, the same with online, you know, when, when you are investing a little bit more money, of course, it will be more expensive. It's more expensive because, you know, uh, the, the material, because that person, the material, they, they, they source for maybe another small business. So in general, small businesses work with small businesses, you know, like in terms of, you know, where do you get your paper and your glue and your this and that. And they all have like, you know, costs just to pay. But in general, small business and the local businesses, they are much more, you know, get attention to detail. You will just receive uh, these, you know, little notes. They're just really grateful uh, as well just to receive your, your custom. Um, so I'm, I really do believe that if you do love your uh, high street, and if you just do love your independent, you know, bookshop or coffee shop or, you know, you just do invest, invest in that. Because in the long term, that's, you know, it's kind of a bubble, right? If you, if the money that you invest in that small business, I'm sure they will invest in another small business. So in, in general, the economy is, is just growing and, and, and you're just, you know, giving the opportunity to thrive locally. And I think all the community in general and the local community, you know, elevates when you do that. So, um, yeah, I think more, more than ever now, post-pandemic, I think it's very important just to really, really think when when you spend, where are you going to spend it? Um, don't, don't you think? <laughs> No, I do think I, I completely agree with you. I mean, I have to be honest because I like to be honest. I'm not against um, selling on Amazon or buying on Amazon either. Um, but 
as a you know for a small because for a small business that can be a great way for them as a business to get more exposure and more customers depending on what they sell because um, for some businesses a handmade platform isn't the best place and so they need to be somewhere else but as a consumer personally I always do think about what I'm buying and think okay is this something that I can get on my high street as opposed to just Ooh. going online and and looking particularly now as you say high streets are just reopening and they all need yeah. help so I think sometimes it's just thinking about what it is you're looking to buy and thinking do I have to be going on 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 the internet necessarily to get this or can I walk down the road yeah. or get a bus into town or whatever and pick this up from someone close to me I think I, I think that's all it comes down to it really isn't it making those small just to, just being conscious rather than automatically open up your browser not as uh, anything yeah, wrong with shopping uh, online either but you know what I mean no no ab- absolutely no 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 that's exactly what I tried just to say the same that you I mean don't get me wrong last year Amazon and, and a lot of like well even Etsy not on the high street come on they're all like online marketplaces and they were amazing when nothing was open so they really you know people had a necessity and they 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 helped with that necessity so I'm not saying no just to online uh, because you know of course it's, it's part of, of the retail world and it has a phenomenal things as well but what I'm saying is you exactly as you said now the things are opening up uh, that shops are reopening the doors um, and you have a gift shop nearby and it's just nice just to be a little bit more conscious in, in, in maybe the next Christmas, you know, the Christmas shopping, when you start doing your Christmas shopping, if you start early, if you start now, you know, you can actually uh, buy from, from the shops uh, on your high street and that will really, really help them and help the economy. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. Because as you say, I mean, online is necessity. And, and, for, and all, you know, day to day, sometimes, you know, you are going to go online and get things. I think we all are. But I yeah. think you're right. It's about just thinking sometimes, actually, I have got an option and I could go to my mm. high street or I could go to someone local who who makes cards or whatever it, the thing is that um, sometimes it's just a case of looking around. And I think there is definitely more of a... Um, sort of a desire for that I mean I see on local Facebook groups for example often people say mm. does anyone on here make teacher gift does anyone here make cards can I is there a local business that does whatever I do really genuinely feel that there's a bit of a drive now where more people do want to shop in small businesses and do want to shop local um I, mm. I, I'm that's what I'm certainly seeing in, in my area anyway that it does really feel like people are behind that which is really good yeah, to see yeah no you you're quite right I think honestly, the sense of community uh, is growing and growing, and, and and it's that kind of thing. I don't know when when I see posts like that, the first things that come to mind is people from my team, you know. So actually, this is the thing about like shop local and small community, and and you know community of makers, and 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 it's just that people recommend local people, right? Because that's you know this is like the connection that we were just talking before. When I see this post like that, and they were like, I don't know. Do you know a graphic design? I, you know, I recommend someone from the team. Or do you know someone who do, I don't know, this particular card of like bunnies? And I know who, so it's, it's a really lovely way as well to, you know, um, word, word of mouth, uh, which is kind of like the best PR that you can do for anyone. Um, uh, but, but I think it's just it's getting great, the, the sense of community, which I think after last year, um, people are, are, are more um, putting the effort, I think, and uh, definitely, as you say, very conscious of it. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Sylvina. So I've just got one last question before we finish, if that's okay. Yeah. And that is, what would your number one piece of advice be for other product creators and sellers? Um, top one tip will be just um, be original. Just do your thing. Just keep your lane, you know, do your thing. Um Many people will just tell you that that won't sell, that, that, you know, actually just go with your gut. If you have a feeling that, you know, well, no, I like it and, and I think it will sell. And maybe I think that there's nothing like it. I think it's just um, with, with product design, you know, uh, sometimes you get into the, oh, well, you know, well, just, but just go for it, you know, just try it, try it. And, and time will tell you if it sells or not. You know, when I when I designed my craft kits, um, that was because I was doing workshops. And when I was finishing the workshop in person, yeah, so these were around, what, six, six years ago? And I thought, well, some people really like the workshops that we did. And so I wanted just to offer them um, the, the my craft kits, you know, so, so then they can just continue at home. And, and they were not selling that well. Um, and of course, uh, last year, they became my bestseller product. Um, and I, I didn't know that, I used, because of course it wasn't essential. People wanted just to do crafts and people have, you know, the, the anxiety people was raising and they needed just to do something in the hands, with their hands at home. So, so actually, you know, you never know when that moment will come to you. In terms of, for example, I don't know, you say, oh, well, it's not selling my, I don't know, my acrylic brush. And then you don't want, if in three years, your, I don't know, mushroom acrylic brush is trending, it will be that moment. You know, so kind of like the advice is just keep faith and just keep faith on that, on, on your gut, on your on your thing that you, you know, you love the product, it's a good product, it's, it's nice. Um, just continue doing what you do because you never know when it's coming that for you you know when that product will get trendy um you know which i think is much more honorable being like truth to you that actually all the time tasting trends you know because if you're truth to you to you know to your design to what you love to what you you know what you are it will come to you in when it's the right time so um yeah that will be actually my my top tip to every any maker or designer is just just keep going what you're doing um you know and don't follow trends <laughs> not all thank the time not all the time no thank yeah. you I really love that and I really liked it when you started off by saying you know stay in your own lane because I think it's so easy to look at what everyone else is doing and think oh that person's mm. doing this maybe I should do that but yeah in my experience mm. and I'm not I'm sure others have had different experiences of course we all have but in my experience every time I've tried to do something because someone else is doing it it's never worked out for me yeah <laughs> Just the right, ideas that right. come from me work better. Do you know what I mean? I feel like if it comes from you, it seems to to work out better than if you're just doing it because everyone else is doing it. Absolutely, absolutely. And as well, in general, you know, don't you find as a consumer that you you are like drawn to something different, right? Like you are like drawn to that. Oh, I never seen that before. Oh, I never. You know, if you just be all the same. It's kind of, you know, you, you will lost, you will get lost in that sea of the same thing. So even though if you know, if it doesn't sell extremely well at the beginning, as, as I said, I 
you know, they were selling, but not, you know, not incredibly. And last year, boom, like it was a mental. So what I'm trying to say is just, you know, keep faith on that. Just keep, you know, keep faith on what you're doing. And if you just focus and keep in the lane on that, you know, no, this, this is true to me, to what I love to do, you know, like to mind, mindful uh, business, to trying to, to get more into mental health. And, and that's important to me. So I really wanted to give that in my craft kit. You know that in the end it does come, um, but yeah, you're completely right. Just the, the comparison lane is such a, it's a, such a trap. It's, a, it's, a, it's an easy trap that you fall into, isn't it? Yeah. Plus, I I also think that if everyone else is doing something, I'm usually the last to know. So it probably means by then that I'm too late as well. <laughs> I think that's what like it means. always late to the party. <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much for this, Sylvina. I've, I've loved talking to you. Thank you so much for everything that you've shared. It's been brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Thank you so much for inviting me. And I hope uh, this is useful for any makers and artists out there. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so useful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, I'd love you to get in touch and let me know what you think. Do remember to follow so that you get all future episodes as soon as they're ready. If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.